More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And it's that time of the week again. You're listening to Good Vibrations with Mish here on a Friday afternoon. It's quite warm out there, actually. It's quite a nice afternoon here in Rockingham, a coastal suburb of uh, south of Perth. Um, we've got a couple of interviews coming up today, which is fantastic. I can't wait for those. And also some 80s music, which you know I love. So um, sit down, get your cup of tea, get your lunch, have your shoes off, relax, maybe a bit of dancing, depending on the music. Just enjoy some music, and I'll be back to you shortly. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish. Good vibrations this afternoon on a Friday. Yay, it's Friday again. As I promised, I've got a couple of interviews coming in today and I have one already here, which is fantastic, and it's Amanda from Bluebird. Hello, Amanda. Hey, how are you going? Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Uh, now, we've chatted on Messenger about a few things. You're actually a runner. You run. Did you found... Okay, so you're, you're a founder of Bluebird. Can you explain to us what Bluebird is Exactly. Yes. So I founded Bluebird over a decade ago after my own experience with depression and probably first-hand experience of the gap in services for adults over the age of 25. Mm -hmm. So when I was going through my depression, I couldn't find any adults over 25 who were experiencing anxiety or depression. And so when I eventually recovered, I founded Bluebird, which started as a peer support charity, Mm -hmm. a peer support group. And then over time, we realised that we, um, the people who helped me first start the group, didn't want to be just offering, you know, a peer support group. We were still dealing with our own mental health okay. challenges. Um, and so we received some funding to um, hire a psychologist oh, to run our groups. So we have a psychologist who facilitates our peer support groups. Mm-hmm. So adults um, can come and share, you know, how they're feeling, get support for, you know, what they're going through. And so they receive that network of support from peers, hearing other people's stories and being able to share in a really comfortable, safe environment, as well as then the advice and, you know, guidance from the psychologist. So we've been running peer support groups for the last, you know, decade. Wow. Um, We've got a couple of groups, one in Perth, one in Fremantle. Mm -hmm. And um, two years ago, we were asked to start a group specifically for workers um, in the veterinary and animal care industry. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw that. Um, Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, we were contacted by a lady who is a master dog trainer Mm -hmm. and one of her colleagues um, took their life and they realised they wanted just extra support for people, you know, working in their industry. And they had seen a Facebook post about Bluebird and Mm. so they said, we need some extra support. Could this be something you know, you interesting. could help us with. Yeah, interesting. And you get a lot of support in that area. I mean, a lot of people that are obviously requiring help. Yes, yeah. We do really want to raise more awareness in wow. that area, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we can reach more people, definitely. And being Bluebird, are you going to spread your wings and go south a bit further? Yes, we did just receive some funding through Australia Post um, Community Grant to wow. expand to Mandra. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yep, that so would be my first destination, I think, from Frio. Yep. Yes, yeah, we went to Mandra um, a couple of weeks ago, met with all of the other awesome service providers down there, and mm. it's an amazing community there. Yep. So we're looking to start running support groups down there in oh, maybe mid-January. Oh, that's excellent. Yep. So is the support, do, do they require doctor's um, referrals and all that sort of stuff? No, so there's no referral, there's no fee for members. We do have an inquiry form on our website. So we go through like a screening process before someone attends Bluebird. Mm -hmm. So they fill out the form on our website. Our administrator 
we'll get in touch with them, mm-hmm. um, normally have a phone call with them just to find out where they're at and yeah. ensure Bluebird is the right fit for them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give someone all the details that, you know, the that meeting is on and yep. then we let our facilitator know, hey, a new person will be coming. Wow. So they look out. So it's all, uh, it's all funded, completely funded. At the moment, yes, we're always looking for funding, yeah, of course, though. That is our all? probably ongoing yeah. challenge. We are too, by the way, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Always the challenge. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you're talking about your website. Can you tell us what your website is, please? Bluebird.org.au. Oh, that's easy. Yes. So, yeah, we have um, an inquiry form on our website. People can fill that out and we'll, you know, get in touch with them within, the say, 24 to 48 mm-hmm. hours. So we offer the peer support groups that are fortnightly. The animal care group is run monthly. Mm-hmm. And then what we were doing pre-COVID was also quarterly wellbeing workshops. So we did a yoga and meditation event, you know, previously. So we're really giving members the strategies and tools to manage their mental health and wellbeing long term. Yeah, that's really good. And also, you know, hopefully in the future, some more just social events as well. So members can just connect and really form that support network. Yeah, Yeah. that's brilliant. That's that's definitely important. Okay, so that was uh, bluebird.org. .au. Yes. Okay, so yeah, go on to the website and have a have a look at what's available. Fill out that inquiry form and someone will get back to you if you're needing any help. Yes. Okay, so where, where I wanted to go to now was to go down to your your personal journey in this. And, and before we start that, I just need to let you know that I'm not a mental health professional in any way. I can't give you advice. Um, it, this is just a platform for you to tell your story. Yep. Um, and also, let's just make sure that we keep it private. So this is your story, not everybody else's. So no sure. business names, government departments, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Just so that we don't have any legal battles on our hands. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I would love to hear how how it all started and where where you can, where it all came from. Yes. Yep. Great question. Um, <laughs> took me a long time to work that out. Uh, yeah. yeah. I found myself at the age of twenty seven sitting in a psychologist office and hearing them say you know I think you are experiencing severe depression and my first thought was no thank you and my second thought was no that doesn't happen to people like me okay and um, at the time I didn't know anyone with depression Mm -hmm. I had really no awareness of depression or mental health issues there was no family history of depression um and I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone going through that, but I don't want to be one of those people. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, even though I was seeing a psychologist um, and starting to put some, you know, boundaries in place around what I was doing and how I was living, yep. I got worse before I got better. Yep. And had to leave my job and move back home and live with my parents mm-hmm. and you know begin the process of rebuilding my life again. Yep. And. Looking back, I can see probably six months leading to that point, there were signs. Okay. Um, people were asking me if I was okay. Mm. You know, I um, started to just feel more emotional. Yep. Um, you know, I would get sort of frustrated, easier. I would get upset, you know, easier. Yep. My, you know, emotional regulation was a bit more up and down. Yep. I started to just feel tired and drained. You know, I thought I was just a bit exhausted and, you know, sort of a bit burnt out. Um, I had just started a new job, which I hoped would become a lifelong, you know, career. Career. And that was a really stressful environment. It was a newly created role. You know, no one really knew what was going on. And I really wanted to kind of prove myself and do the best I could. Mm. And I was putting a lot of time and energy into that role um, I was also starting a business at the same time wow and so <laughs> put a lot of pressure on you yes yeah um, that wasn't going as fast as I wanted it to so the slower that took you know the harder I 
push. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was really just going all the time, doing all the time, wow. constantly on, constantly busy. Um, and I was just putting too much energy out and really not enough energy, you know, coming back. back in, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I started to kind of feel sick. Um, I started to call in, you know, sick oh, to right. work. Yep. Um, and basically I ignored all of the signs, you mm-hmm. know. I mm-hmm. would notice that my thoughts would be more negative than normal and I would just reframe them or dismiss them yep. or tell myself to just get over it and get on with it yep. and... Mm. You know, I wasn't actually allowing myself to um, take notice um, and feel any of the emotions that were coming up. You yep. know, everything was yep. just sort of squashed back down, um, which eventually led to a point where they stockpiled mm. all, my, all of the emotions and thoughts that yep. I've tried to dismiss and Under the carpet. Ignore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, until one day I didn't want to get up I didn't want to get out of bed Mm. um, and I couldn't you know take care of myself and so I left that job that I was working in and I told no one the real reason that I was leaving people thought that I was just ambitious and motivated and wanted to go and climb the career ladder you know somewhere else Um, and the only thing I wanted to do was climb into bed and never get out again yeah because I was so ashamed of the fact that I was experiencing depression wow and I didn't know anyone else who was going through the same thing and I didn't know what these people would think about the fact that I was going through depression because I had so much stigma about it myself. Like, Mm. And this is only 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wondered how is it that everybody else seemed to be coping, Mm -hmm. you know, with life, just Mm. not me. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it was a really difficult time trying to understand what was happening to me and why and, you know, how do I get out of this or, you know, get over this. Um, and it took it took a very long time, you know. I moved back home to live with my parents and it was a very slow process of, you know, recovery and I was seeing my psychologist um, all the time. She was, you know, she was basically my lifeline. Yeah. And I started to do all the little things that I needed to do to kind of regain my balance and, you know, yep. regain my mental health and still after a period of you know months I was just exhausted all of the time Mm. you know I would sleep for 12 hours and then Mm -hmm. wake up you know tired I had no inclination I had no energy I had no motivation my thoughts were just a constant you know negative spiral I thought I I'm everything I used to define myself had been taken away wow so I I thought well who am I like I am nothing I have nothing you know there's nothing to look forward to um yeah, it was a really, really difficult time and I reached a point where I wasn't making, you know, progress and I remember walking out into the kitchen one morning and I sort of said morning, you know, to my mum and she took one look at me and she said, what's wrong, love? <laughs> and I yeah. just, you know, stormed off. I w- was walking back down the hallway. I thought I'm just going to go back to bed and hopefully sleep the day away until, yeah. you know, these feelings go away. And my mum followed me and she said again, what's wrong, love? You know, and I said, well... The thoughts in my head are making me feel like it would be easier if I wasn't here. Wow. And that was a really scary moment for me. I'd been mm. thinking, you know, things but just like to voice that. it, yeah. Yes, and then see the fear. and Particularly and, to your mother. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, and mum just said, well, she just gave me a big hug and said, mm. you know, I think we need some extra help. 
Um, and the extra help that she had been talking about for quite a while was, you know, trialling medication. Yep. Which, again, was something I had a stigma against. Yeah, it's still there. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. I didn't know what that meant. How is it going to affect you? What's yes, it going to change Dr. Google, the yeah. side effects. I was like, I've I got enough to deal with. I don't want those. As well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really reached a point where I had no choice. Mm-hmm. So I went down the path of um, seeing a psychiatrist and taking medication. Um, that was a process to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, get the medication right. Yeah. Um, and then eventually that started to help with seeing my psychologist, with mm-hmm. all the little things that I was doing every day. Um, with the medication, you know, eventually over time, yep. I did start to get better. I started okay, to get more energy. I started to Motivation. learn how to manage my mm. emotions and, you know, yep. my thoughts and use all the tools that the psychologist was giving me yep. um, rather than still hoping this thing would go away. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then during that time, I still felt really isolated in my journey. Like mm. my family were awesome. My friends, you know, really tried to help me. But they didn't actually understand. Yeah, exactly. I know how you feel. Yeah. yeah, and it felt like I was trying to understand what I was going through. Why is this happening to me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then educate them at the same time. Yep. This is what I'm going through. Mm. Um, and that's where I turned to, you know, poetry and writing and journaling. And I've now, you know, written a book about my experience and everything that I've learned and all of the tools and, you know, Excellent. strategies that I've learned. But, yeah, I went looking for other people, you know, like me. Mm. And I remember my mum, you know, was helping me and we were on the phone and we were online and we were on hold yeah. and we were calling places just trying to find uh, somewhere uh, that I could go. Yeah. And I did go to two other support groups and they just – there wasn't anyone there like me. Okay. And, you know – it, I still had a stigma of, you know, having the fact that I had to go to a sport group. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it was difficult to arrive and then still feel alone. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what, you know, with Bluebird, we have built in all of the little things that I wished had oh, been great. in, you know, support groups when, when I went. Um, yeah, and so I just kind of struggled on, on my own, mm. you know, seeing my psychologist, seeing my psychiatrist, doing all the little things. Yep. And then eventually when I was well enough, um, there was some editorial written in a local newspaper saying depression shouldn't go unheard and people should talk Uh, about it. And um, I had gotten a job at the newspaper. Brilliant. Um, Because I think one of the things that depression gave me almost was like a clean slate. Not that I wanted it at the time. No, No, you didn't. (laughs) Um, But I really had an opportunity to go, okay, your life has been derailed completely Mm. and you have the option to start again what do you really want to do um and i'd really wanted to work with animals funnily enough now supporting people in the animal industry um or i'd studied photography so work in you know media and a job came up at a local newspaper yeah or a friend actually sent it to me and so i ended up yeah working there and so i was in the advertising department and so i was doing my duty checking the ads in the paper um and saw this editorial and i got a bit fired up about it because I couldn't find any support so I thought what is the point of all this talk about mental health if there's no support if there's nothing out there so I emailed the editor and then I walked in on Monday and went up to his office and said hi I'm you know the person who sent you that email and thought oh he's gonna he could fire me or you know (laughs) think I have something useful to say and he said oh yeah okay I think you've got a relevant point can we interview you and we'll write an article and would you like to write a column Wow. And I went, okay, I never put so much effort into 1,200 words. <laughs> um, well, I have now written a book, but um, 
And I was inundated with responses wow. of people from that saying, That's I'm like you, I couldn't find support. Adults saying, I've got 30-year-old children, wow. where, do I, where do we go, you know, what do we do? And people at work um, who came up to me and went, wow, I never knew, you know, yeah. you had depression. Um, and the people I least expected mm. who came up and said, you know what, I know what that feels wow. like. And I was like, wow, I still, you know, wasn't that comfortable telling a lot of people. Yeah about my experience yeah. so you know even before the article came out the um journalist and you know a couple of editors were saying you sure are you sure you want to do this we'll put your photo there you know and i think i'd kind of reached a point where i thought yeah well yeah. something has to change yeah, exactly yeah yeah and so Good that sparked the beginning of what is now bluebird wow that's really courageous that you did that back in you know when you were 27 yeah and uh yeah it it, it, it I'm very open about my anxiety and depression yep. because I, at my age I feel like, you know, if you don't want to know me for who I am, then this is who I am, you know what I mean? So yes, yep. I reckon that's great that you were able to do that back then yeah, and get to where you are now. Yes. Which is helping everybody out. I, I recently went through a bit of a downward spiral and I needed help. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything out there. Yep. And when I rang up to see a psychologist, everyone was booked out for like three months. Mm-hmm. I need my help. I need the help now. Yes. Not three months' time. I might be better. I might be worse back to, you know, in three months. Yes. It's crazy. Yes, I know. So the more that we hear that there's places like Bluebird, mm-hmm. the better for ev- all of us out there because I, even at my age, and I feel like there's nothing out there for me. Yep. So it's great that you actually started something that's um, going to help a lot of people, I think. Yep. So, yeah, good on, good, good for you. Brilliant. So your, what's your book's book called? Um, at the moment, it's called "Excuse Me, This Is Not What I Ordered," <laughs> um, because that's how I felt when I was first wow, diagnosed that's with a depression. Really good title, you yeah. know, I can, like, at the time, I thought, "Why is this happening to me?" Um, and now, with some distance and you know a different perspective, I yeah. can see that it was it all happened for me. Okay, you know, it, it was put me on a different path it. in yep. life, and yeah, wow. I had to learn, you know, those lessons. So, has it been published? Not yet, no. Not yet. Um, I have written it and it's gone through, you know, many rounds of editorial yeah. um, and now I'm looking for a publisher. Well, we've actually got a publisher that's one of the family here at IPL, so we might oh. be able to give you some information. She's awesome. local-ish, yep. so she might be able to help you out. Yeah. She's some, from a similar background, so... Brilliant. Yeah, we might be able to give you out some help there. So, yeah, yep. get, it, get it out there. Everyone needs to read it. Yes. Definitely yeah. needs to read it. And that's why I like doing this show because I, I need the awareness to be to be out there. I need people to know they're not on their own. Yes. There are so many people out there that are feeling the same way. Yep. And this is how they've dealt with it. Yes. It might necessarily be the right thing for everybody, but there are ways to cope and to, to move on and, and, you know, move on with that journey. Absolutely. And yeah. I think I can still remember walking into the first meeting with all these young men and women who responded to my article and Connect Groups, the peak body for support group, said, if you want to start a group, you know, we'll help you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I didn't really think that much about it. Mm. Um, and so I think we maybe had about 10 people at the first meeting. Wow. And I remember walking in and I looked around and I went, wow, is that what I look like? Because they look normal. You know? <laughs> exactly. For so long I just yeah. had this stigma of I have depression, I look like I have depression, all I am is, <laughs> you know, depression. And yeah. there was... Um, such comfort and almost power and understanding that you can only get from people who have been through yeah, the same thing. Totally agree. Um, and I see it was a, a much needed light for me on my journey of recovery and I have seen that time and time again mm. as members fi- finally 
find Bluebird yep. um, and attend a meeting and go, oh, thank God, yeah. you know, there are other people who are going through. And it can happen to anybody, all walks of life. It doesn't matter whether you're a, um, up here, down here, whatever. It, it happens to every, you know, to a lot of people. So yes. it's you're not on your own, and the, there is help out there, which is what we want to talk about. Yep. Now you've brought in a poem that I'd like to yeah. read out, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. This is one you've written yourself. Yes, brilliant. It really helped me when I was going through my depression, just to get my thoughts out and you know, kind of try and make sense with them. And I, I did use it as a bit of a communication tool with my family as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Which, well, it was beneficial for me, but not not so much for them. For them I think no. Mum would kind of go, "What does this mean?" Mm. Um, yeah, so this is one of the poems that I wrote. I put my, a few of my poems in my book as well. Oh, good. Just um, to give people that kind of insight as to what it can feel like. Mm. But this is fairly early on in my experience, so I was still a bit kind of frustrated and, you know, like confused by what was happening. But yep. there's no swear words in this one. So. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Don't look me in the eye and tell me not to cry. Not even consoled by a kiss from a mother's lips. No amount of positive thinking can stop me from drinking in this pool of pain. I don't even feel sane. A shadow of my former self, it hurts to be like this, to feel something is amiss and not feel like you can fix it. It's on my wish list. Health, wealth and happiness. I still want it all, but I've dropped the ball in this game of life. I've ended up in strife. I want to know what it is like to live and be free and happy. Content is what I don't feel. I just need to heal the open wounds I've left to fester. Is there something I could have done better? I'm trying to let it go to not need to know how it will all end. I'll just have to pretend that I'm fit and strong and healthy, wealthy, successful and free. Yep, that's me. Just wait and you'll see, is what I used to say. Now I just make it through each day. I feel like I'm existing but I don't exist. Living but not alive. There's a fight going on inside, one I've had to hide. Between my thoughts and feelings and actions, what I want and what I need. Now all I do is feed my body, mind and soul on goodness and hope it one day becomes whole. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Really good. What would be really good is to hear a poem from now. So you can see, because that's all about how you felt back then. Yes. Have you done something recently to to explain how you're feeling now? Um, I still do a lot of writing. Yeah. Like I still do a lot of journaling and a lot of writing. Um, I did actually write a poem probably in the last two weeks. Mm, okay. Yeah, so... Because it'll be interesting to see the difference in, in your yes. ha- how you're feeling from from that moment to now. Yes. Because you've come so far. Yeah. So um, how are you now with your mental health? Yeah, good. Yeah. Are you still I, medicated? No. Um, okay. I, over a period of probably two years, mm-hmm. working with a GP, um, slowly reduced my medication. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually... I told my boyfriend now husband at the Mm. time that I was doing that but I didn't actually tell my family because I was so nervous about you know something happening or I didn't want to you know get their hopes up and then eventually we got to it was a Christmas and I said to my boyfriend at the time um Alistair I said okay we can I think we should tell everyone you know I've been medication free you know for six months I'm good everything's good and so we all sat down for Christmas lunch and I said okay I've got an announcement that's awesome and then I got so emotional I couldn't talk like I couldn't (laughs) and everyone's sort of sitting you know looking and then I said to Al you say it and then he said oh you know um, Amanda's not on medication anymore and it's it's been a while you know and she's going really well and everyone kind of went what oh oh 
oh, yeah, that's great. You know, like I think they were hoping for some other announcement. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it, I, you know, again, went through the stigma of taking, you know, medication and mm. had to change a few times and, and yep. take a high volume of medication at a period of time and then eventually just became another vitamin that yeah. I had to take, like yep. my omega-3 or vitamin C, yep. you know, and I would have happily stayed on medication for mm. the rest of my life if I needed to. But I reached a point where I ha- felt well enough for a consistent, okay, you know, period of time. Yep. I had in my lifestyle now helped me maintain my mental health. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Um, so, yeah, I did end up being able to reduce and then, you know, stop taking my medication and had been, you know, really well um, up until probably last year where I started to feel just stressed and a little bit burnt out mm. and, you know, negative thoughts spiralling okay. again. But you realised what was going on? Yes, mm. and I reached out to my GP and she said, well, you know, you're not depressed but you're distressed. Yeah. Um, and I went back and saw my psychologist, mm. you know, for six months. Yeah. And again, I thought, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? Wow. You know, I yeah. think probably one of the regrets of my experience with depression was I didn't get help earlier okay if I'd gotten help earlier maybe it wouldn't have spiraled out of yep. control you know yeah um yeah and it was amazing I hadn't seen my psychologist for um seven years gosh yeah and that was great you know I really just um love and that put you back on track yes okay, yeah absolutely great. and that's I think really it just reminded me you know the little things that I had stopped doing the little mm. self-care, yep. you know, like doing my daily gratitude, making sure I exercise, eating well, making mm. sure I have a sleep routine. Yep. And, you know, I still have the tendency of filling my calendar and doing too much and getting, you know, mm. tired and stressed. And, and that for me is probably a slippery slope. That's your trigger. Yeah, yeah. And I think I still use my energy levels as my most important indicator. Mm. Mm. How much energy do I have? How am I feeling physically and, yeah. you know, yeah. mentally? Yeah. Um, and I really use that to make decisions about what, what do I want to do in my life? Where do I really want to put my time and mm. energy? And it has to be, you know, my psychologist said um, when I was first seeing her that I had to become an energy investment banker. <laughs> so I couldn't put time or energy into something that wasn't going to give yeah, me a positive return. Right. So I had friends who invited me, places I, yep. you know, didn't go. There were family events that I missed. Mm-hmm. There were milestones and occasions and yep. births and baby showers and everything. And if it wasn't going to be beneficial for then my mental said health. No. Because n- normally we would say yes, 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 yes. And we trudge along. Yes. And we go, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Or yep. what am I doing here? Yes. So you're doing everything right for everybody else. Yep. But in the end we're not doing the right thing for ourselves. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Much, yeah. And much. I think that almost gave me permission. I wasn't good at saying no before that. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, I can help. Yes, I can do that. Yeah, yes. I'm I wanted like to be able that. to do it yeah. all. Mm. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I don't want to do it all. Um, and I have to or choose to, choose to look yep. after my mental health and well-being first. Yeah, you know? that's great. And that's I also really think good. if – surely people should also want that for you. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so. Yep. So have you got anything else you want to – you got a little red book there. What's that? Oh, this is um, a story of a lady who came to Bluebird. Mm. Um, I had one conversation with this lady when I was doing all of the admin inquiries um, – 
you know, as I said, we we call people and they make yep. an inquiry, yep. and it's normally sort of five ten minute chat. Yeah, and I ended up speaking to this lady for about twenty five minutes, wow. and she was alone in Perth. She she was here with her husband. She had limited, you know, family support. She was struggling okay. with what she was going yep. through. And um, I said, well, I think Bluebird could, you know, really help you and just, mm. you know, listen to where she was at. And she went to two Bluebird support group meetings. Yeah. And then she moved back to Malaysia. And now every year for, you know, like the last six years, um, she sends me a card. Aww. Um that says, Amanda, you are my light in the dark. Oh, how sweet um, is that? That's gorgeous. And because, you know, Bluebird helped her she found other people who yeah. you know were like her and I think and that's not to say oh this is what I've done or this is what Bluebird no. has done I think this is what we can all do like this is what yeah. you're doing yeah you know we can be that lighthouse for yeah. someone else that's amazing if we can all learn to look after ourselves mm. um, and know how to manage our own you know mental health and well-being then we can look out and see well is other other people who you know we can help, or that's right. do we know where help is available, and can we that's you know exactly direct right. people to that? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, how sweet that is that that getting oh, that card. Just and it reminds oh, me, you wh- know, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. When we you know get close to running out of funding and the, um, yeah. you know those kind of issues wow. come up, I think well, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for all these people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And that's I think amazing. yeah, exactly what you said before that. People need to know help is available yep. and there are other people, you know, going through mm. the same thing and it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, you know, exactly. We all experience different emotions in our day and in our week yep. and, and yep. in our life mm-hmm. and it's okay to need extra support and it's just, well, for me, it was just learning that my emotions are, they're just signals, you know, yep. telling me something uh, yep. that I need to be aware of or something that I need to, you know, take notice of. Mm. Um, and then I needed to, you know, learn to manage my thoughts and yep. emotions and not believe everything my monkey mind yep. told me. Yeah. Um, and just getting those simple daily, you know, tools and practices yeah. that support your mental health and well-being. Because it's very easy when you're in that, that down spiral to think, oh, I'm just having a bad day, I'll be all right tomorrow, um, you know, d- you know, I'll just keep going, move on. Yep. People have actually said that to me. Or get it? You know, you've got everything in in the world. You've got husband. You've got house. Why yep. would you be depressed? Yes, it's got nothing to do with that. Yes, and and of course, people like that don't understand. Yes, absolutely. And I think that was also difficult for me. That was the pressure I probably put on myself because there wasn't a major no. traumatic yep. event in my life. It was be. probably no. a build up of mm. things, you know, left like unaddressed. Um, but I thought, yeah, I had a friend whose mum, you know, passed away while I was going through my depression, and I thought, well. She has something to be to depressed, be depressed about, about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It was that not allowing myself to even feel, you mm. know, like this, which obviously left unaddressed. Just you know, got worse and worse. Yeah. I think you used the word ashamed. You were ashamed oh, yeah. of that feeling of of feeling incapable. Yep. And I think that's a lot of people that are very ashamed and feel guilty for being a burden on other people as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And yeah. I think I think it has gotten better, you know, like in the last decade. There's definitely more awareness. Mm. Uh, I think COVID has, you know, highlighted definitely. that massively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think people still, you know, have that self-stigma and that shame of, you know, reaching out and saying, I, I need, need help. help. Yeah. yeah, particularly in the age group, you know, like over mm. 25, sort mm. of, you know, Bluebird, we say sort of 25 to 65. I think that age group 
you know, people think they should have their lives together and maybe yeah. they're professionals or they've yeah, got a full-time exactly. job or a family yeah. or, yeah. you know, like we should be able to cope with yeah. all of these things. But yeah. no, it's well, not like that. No, it's not like that at all. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and I really appreciate it. And please come back to us in the new year. Yes. Because I would like to um, promote the fact that you've got Bluebird support groups and we can support that as well. Yes. So you can come along. Because I think you've only got a couple more. Do you want to yeah. let yeah, us know about Yeah, we've only those? got, um, yeah, a couple more groups running – um, next week and then I think we're finishing on the 19th of December so we've got one like a Fremantle group a Perth group and an animal care group so mm-hmm. we've only got one, like yeah the next two weeks yeah. of groups and then yeah we're closing until sort of mid-January okay good um, so yeah but if anyone needs any help go on to bluebird.org.au yep fill out that inquiry form someone will get back to you mm. and uh, if anyone needs any help and if anything has been triggered today, of course, please ring Lifeline, which is the 13 11 14. I think it is. Yes, it is. 13 11 14, which is Lifeline. Um, they can help you if anything was triggered today or um, any, any necessary needs we can help you with. Again, thank you, Amanda. I'm going to play some 80s music because it always brightens me up. That's, <laughs> that's my therapy yeah, is yeah. my 80s music. Yep. So awesome. I'm going to play my favourite bands because I'm a Melbourne girl. Okay. My favourite band is Pseudo Echo. Yep. A lot of people don't know Pseudo Echo, my favourite band, and they play Funky Town. So oh, I'm cool. going to play Funky Town. Okay. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish this good afternoon with Good Vibrations. Hopefully you've had a lovely lunch or you're still eating it. Uh, and I've got some wonderful plans for the weekend. It's getting close to Christmas. There's like two weeks to go, or 16 days, I think. Anyway, so I've got my second interview today. We had the lovely Amanda on earlier. I've now got Steve from Black Dog. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mish. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's lovely to have you here. Oh, pleasure. And, Absolute pleasure. And nice to see that you've ridden in on your bike today, as I did. Uh, you are riding, what are you riding, Steve? Oh, I'm riding a 2008 Goldwing, mm-hmm. uh, my favourite bike. In fact, that actual bike that's in the foyer there has been around Australia this year, run around, and then uh, six weeks after finishing that, uh, I led a group of black dog riders to uh, Alice Springs and back. Wow. So insane. that's all this year, current. That's amazing. That bike out there of mine, uh-huh. I've been around Australia, but that was in 2017-18. Right, okay. Oh, seven and a half months on the road. Okay, with a group or? No, me and my husband and I. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. it was amazing. Yeah, oh, that would be so, awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was really good. So that's great. So the reason why we've got you in today is because Black Dog is very close to my heart. Absolutely. Mine um, too. I want to let people know exactly what Black Dog is. Now, Black Dog has a history. Um, can you tell us the history of oh, Black Dog? Absolutely. It really uh, uh, comes about by a gentleman by the name of Steve Andrews. And uh, Steve, uh, when he was, uh, I think, in his teens, went home to find that his mother had uh, committed suicide. Um, and then uh, a little bit later on in Steve's life, uh, in fact, the best man at Steve's wedding, uh, a gentleman by the name of um, Jack Michael. In fact, Jack Michael's father was the Lord Mayor of Perth, Mick Michael, in the, in the early days. Uh, Jack Michael's wife committed suicide. Oh, gosh. And nobody, nobody knew. So uh, Steve got hold of Jack and said, Jack, we've got to do something about this. We've got to stop this or do what we can to let people know that you can do something about it. So Steve decided to do a solo ride all around Australia. 
Uh, it's about 13 or 14 years ago he did this. Um, backed up by the Lions Club. They were very, very good to Steve. And uh, Steve set off around Australia. And, and the reason I know that is because uh, he came to our Ulysses Motorcycle Club yeah. just to tell us in broad terms what he intended to do because he was a member of our club as well. Mm-hmm. And he actually sat beside me and, and after he gave his talk, um, I was sitting chatting with him and trying to determine how he was going to fund it all. And whilst he was struggling a bit, I asked him about fuel. He had contacted some of the uh, uh, major fuel suppliers who basically said no. Mm. And uh, my wife was with me and we happened to be in business at the time, very lucky. And I turned to my wife and she just nodded. Oh, and, and we said straight away, Steve, um, we're happy to supply the fuel for you all around Australia. And that's basically how I got kicked off with Black Dog Ride wow. to start with. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So so, the Black, so Black Dog in itself, they have an organisation. Right, R- yes. The rides are a spin-off of that, right? Uh, well, basically the organisation um, now has a board of directors, which are over east. Um, Steve, Steve started the ride side of it. He realised that, and I think... If you would probably know, but motorcycle riders seem to be the biggest donors of all people. Absolutely. When they get together, they do it and they do it extremely well. Yep. And Steve was a, a biker himself. So he started this thing, let's let's just go and have a ride. Let's get a group of guys together and have a ride. So I think the first one I did was out of green bushes and, and he was like amazed at the amount of people that turned up. Yeah. He was expecting 150, got something like four or 500. Wow. And he thought, oh, this is unbelievable. So um, he did it again the following year and decided to do it in a couple of different places. Um, I don't know where the second one was. And now it's spread out. This one-day ride that uh, Black Dog Ride does um, is held in 42 locations all across Australia. Yeah. There are about 8,000 people get together and uh, go off and ride together, have lunch somewhere, spread the word, and especially outlying communities Definitely. as well. Mm. So that's what the One Day does. But what Steve also does, they, they have a around Australia ride. So you can imagine uh, 40 or 50 people mm. getting on their bikes, riding all the way around Australia and uh, all the logistics of that, yep. trying to find where to sleep, <laughs> where to eat, where to stop and all of those things. Cool. Yep. Not very easy to ride, so they do that. And then they do um, they ride to Alice Springs. Mm. And I was lucky enough to go this year. I was going to do that, but I actually drove instead. <laughs> uh, did you really? Did yeah. you really? Uh, well, we rode and, again, they rode from all over Australia. This yeah. is amazing. And they all descend on Alice Springs right at the same time. Um, I think we were on the road for about seven or eight days and we spent a, a day off in uh, Port Augusta. Uh-huh. And uh, we got to Alice. It was absolutely amazing. It really was. And on the Saturday morning, they'd arranged for us to have a luncheon. We had a ride through town. There was about 500 from all over Australia. Yeah. We rode through town and we went out to the local uh, uh, showgrounds where the uh, men's shed put on a luncheon oh, right. with Bunnings. Okay, and then when they finished that, what they decided to do, they said to everyone to go out onto the oval Mm -hmm. and there's a little white dot. I want you to stand on every one of these little white dots. (laughs) And what it was, it was the logo of the men's shed. Oh, come on. Yeah, and they all, you could see, they filmed it with drones. Oh, wow. And I can show you, I'll tell you where it is. There's a link to it on the the YouTube. And they all formed and all these little ants went everywhere and then they went right up in the air and here's this logo with a guy with his arm around. And it's all just dots of uh, black dog riders. Gosh, that would have been hard to to sort out. Well, it was. It was. Um, So then we had a big dinner on the uh, Saturday night and uh, raised lots and lots of money. Because the communities get involved, right? Oh, absolutely. All right. 
on the way, we, we make sure that we call into communities, yeah. uh, schools, outback schools, um, commu- like different sort of Lions clubs um, and those sort of places, historical societies. Yep. Anywhere we can sit down and talk and tell people that it's okay to be not okay. Yep, it really exactly. is. Yep. And let's just have a chat. Yep. We're here to start the chat. That's all we're doing, really. Yeah, yeah. And on the way, we raise a bit of money as oh, well. Oh, that's fantastic. I've actually ridden in a few black dog rides myself. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, if anyone's out there who would like to ride black dog, they're very well organised, uh, very secure, um, you know, no idiots on the no, road. No, Very well, very well planned. Absolutely. And if you want to go in a group ride, I suggest doing a black dog. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually just going to switch my phone on because I, I've actually got a story that I want to... Um, to, to tell, and this isn't a story that I've told many, but it's an ex- it's an exciting story. So as I said, I've actually done black dog before. Um, my first black dog I think was in 2013, and I just got my license, and we went from Swan Valley to Two J. Okay. Okay. Um, f- I was riding in particular for my cousin who was an army man, and um, he suicided in 2004. Um, he's from WA but he's based in Queensland um, I put a picture of him in his army gear on my bike for that day and I was mm. riding for Nigel um, so Nigel on the, on the back we all rode out to 2J we were quite behind in the group so by the time we got to 2J there was no parking so we had to park quite a way out of town yep. got a parking spot backed in off we went to have some lunch and blah 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 and I think there was a, pro- a presentation or something as well in, in, in the grounds there. So we did all that. Got back to the bike and there was a note on my bike. And the, I don't know if I'm going to start crying. The note said, I'm not going to use surnames, but the note said, if this is Nigel, please call me. And I'm going, what is going on? Like Nigel's based in Queensland yep. or was based in Queensland. He is from Perth but based in Queensland. I thought this is – I'm shaking like Yeah, I can imagine. And I had an hour to ride back home. Before I had this phone call, make this phone call. So I got home and I'm, I'm like this and I made the phone call and I don't think he was there or the person was there on the end of the phone. So I'm going to now read you the mess, the story from the other person's side of the view. But he can't be here today. Okay. But he wanted to tell his oh. side of the story. So I'm going to read that now. Amazing. So this is Brad. Uh, so he, got, uh, he says, a few years ago, he can't remember the exact date, it was 2013, I was invited to a ride in the annual Black Dog Motorcycle Rally to raise much-needed funds and awareness of male suicides across Australia. This event is incredibly important to me due to the number of close friends over the recent years that have killed themselves suffering severe, severe depression. One was my very best friend I was lucky enough to serve with in the Army back in the 19, late 80s. His name is Nigel and was probably one of the funniest, kindest and all-round good blokes you could ever need as a friend. Uh, Was he a perfect angel? No. But that's what made him the man he was, a lovable rogue. Nigel took his own life in July of 2004, and I wasn't made aware of it for at least two years later due to the fact that I was overseas. Where this story really takes a sharp turn is this um, sharp turn in the street. I arrived in the Wheatbelt town of 2J as part of the Black Dog Ride. 300 other motorbikes were also going to, to the cause. Parking was issually a problem because there's lots of bikes there. So he completed a full lap of 2J with no luck finding a spot to park my bike. It was so irritating that I was almost planning to skip the ride or skip the official ceremony and ride back home. He lives in Beverly. Uh, as this uh, thought passed through my brain, luck fell on my side as a random bike was leaving and waved me into their spot. I parked up 
removed my helmet and immediately heard these two pedestrians talking about a picture of a soldier taped to the back of a seat of a, of a bike. One guy said, hey, weren't you in the army? You may know this guy. He had a look and replied, nah, he's an MP. I was an, I was an infantry. This triggered my alarm bell, so I decided to have a look at the photo and bugger me dead. It was my long lost, long lost best mate, Nigel. What was even more freaky was I actually took that photo of, of Nigel in his passing out parade as a military school in the military school of police. So I went I, I went on as as Brad's saying on to a personal mission to find out the owner of the bike that knew my, Nigel and I was I'm shaken yeah. and I was desperate to make contact. I walked everywhere it seemed from shop to coffee outlet and even to the local pub with no luck. Unfortunately, had work commitments in Beverly and was forced to leave before I could make contact. I scribbled a note and left it on the seat of the bike right, ne- right next to Nigel's photo. I can't remember exactly what it said, but the words to the effect of, here's my name and number, call me as I recognise the MP in the photo and would like to meet you. By the time I arrived back to Beverly, over an hour's ride, a message was left for me to call this random chick by the, <laughs> by the name of Michelle regarding a note I'd left on the seat of her bike. I can't explain how excited I was and caught it immediately. Michelle told me that she was Nigel's favourite cousin and she was very close to him before he took his own life. And that's the reason she was riding. When I told her he was the main reason for the ride, um, Michelle and I were always link- will always be linked together and destined to be friends for life. I lost a brother, I loved dearly, but gained a sister in his place, for which I am eternally grateful. Through social media and regular catch-ups, I've become close to all her family and we've always reflected on the great years we shared with Nigel. So, what, it's, wow. it's like... It's like it, Nigel put us together that day. Yeah. It was just the, the most amazing story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's absolutely so bizarre. Well, I, I find this in Black Dog, the camaraderie that we get together, and mm. I'll just tell you quickly about this. Uh, along the way, um, unfortunately, look, Steve's had to stand down because he's got depression real bad. Mm-hmm. So it's now run, we have our own CEO right. and, and board, and that's fine. Uh, and Steve only comes along when he needs to. But in 2015, Steve decided to take this ride to America to the first responders, like the police, the fireys and the ambos mm. in America. Mm. So he put out an expression of interest. 60 people went, met up wow. in New York. I signed up for this deal and uh, unfortunately, about three months after signing out, I lost my own son to suicide. Mm. And my wife and I had a little chat and we said we would devote this to him. We'll ride right across America. So here we are, 60 Aussies, left New York with, I think, uh, Minchin was there to see us off uh, from a Harley Davidson dealership in New York, and we rode right across uh, to Los Angeles, ended up in the Los Angeles um, Police Department, in fact, going coast to coast. The 60 people on that ride are still contacting each other on a daily basis about... Two years later, we decided to have a, a reunion and because there were some from the Eastern States and some from Bunbury, we met up in um, um, Port Augusta and so we just had oh, a weekend there. Brilliant. We all met and this was amazing and we did a live cross to the US to the people who, who oh, organised right. it at three o'clock in the morning oh, or something. But, but even now, um, I, I'm very good friends with probably 70 to 80% of the people on that ride. Mm. We all stick together yeah. and... and and you'll go on a ride to Alice Springs and there'll be three or four people that you rode with across the States. Yeah. It's just... It's just... It's fate. I'm going to turn my phone off now, so sorry, Brad. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely fate that this happened to me on mm. that particular ride because I'd only just got my licence. Right. Um, and, and then to meet Brad, as he said, 
you've lost a brother, but we've gained, gained other yeah. families. It's just amazing. The other quaint thing is this chap called Steve Michael, who was Jack's, uh, who was um, Steve Andrew's best friend, whose wife committed suicide. Mm. Um, he went on that trip to America, and about a, a week prior, we had a get together. To everyone could talk, but they're all doing how they're going to meet in America. Mm. I walked in the room, and I said to my wife, "That's got to be Jack Michael." And I went down to him when, when lunch had finished and asked him uh, if his father was an electrician, even though he was the Lord Mayor. Yeah. And he said yes. And I said, well, I worked for your father <laughs> when you were in the workshop. Yeah, I had not joking. seen him for 40 years. Wow. Walked in the room and just instantly recognised him. isn't it? And isn't we communicate amazing? back together wow. since that his father's passed away. And, but it was just amazing. I hadn't seen this guy. Yeah, and here just, he is, part of the group. You know. It is a small world. Yeah. It really is a small yeah. world. Before we go on much further, you've got a, um, a poem that you'd like oh, us to Absolutely. To, um, I, I heard play. this. I heard this, um, uh, and I often recite it myself, actually. It's a, it's a poem by um, Murray Harton, and uh, he talks about uh, the wheat belt. So you can imagine what it's like for farmers. Yeah, you know, I'm they've got the, the weather, yep. they've yep. got the fuel prices up and down, the wheat prices up and down, yep. and all of those things. So it's about a farmer's son. So have a listen to I'm the gonna words. I'm going to play this now. So let's listen. Absolutely. This is called Rain from Nowhere. Nowhere. His cattle didn't get a bid. Mind you, they were fairly bloody poor. What was he going to do? He couldn't feed them anymore. The dams were all but dry, hay was 13 bucks a bale, and last month's talk of rain was just a fairy tale. His credit had run out, no chance to pay what's owed. Bad thoughts ran through his head as he drove down Gully Road. Gee, his great-granddad bought the place back in 1898. Now I'm such a useless bastard, I'll have to shut the gate. Can't feed my wife and kids, not like Dad and those before. Crikey's grandma kept it going while Pop fought in the war. With depression now his master, he abandoned what was right. There's no place in life for failures. He'd end it all tonight. There were still some things to do. He'd have to shoot the cattle first. Of all the jobs he'd ever done, that'd be the worst. Then he'd shower, watch the news. They'd all sit down for tea. Read his kids a bedtime story, watch some more TV. Kiss his wife goodnight, say he was off to shoot some ruse. Then in a paddock far away, he'd blow away the blues. But he drove in the gate and stopped, as he always had, to check the roadside mailbox and found a letter from his dad. Now his dad was not a writer, mum did all the cards and mail, but he knew the writing from the notebooks that he'd kept from cattle sales. He sensed the nature of its contents, felt the moisture in his eyes. Just the fact his dad had written was enough to make him cry. Son, I know it's bloody tough, it's a cruel and twisted game. This life upon the land when you're screaming out for rain. There's no candle in the darkness, not a single speck of light. But don't let the demon get you, you have to do what's right. I don't know what's in your head, but push the nasty thoughts away. So you'll always have your family at the back end of the day. You have to talk to someone, and yes, I know I rarely did. But you have to think about Fiona, and think about the kids. I'm worried about your son, you haven't phoned for quite a while. And I know the road you're on, 
because I've walked every bloody mile. The date, December 7, back in 1983. Behind the shed, I had the shotgun rested in the brigalow tree. See, I'd borrowed way too much to buy the Johnson place. Then it didn't rain for years and we got bombed by interest rates. The bank was at the door. I didn't think I had a choice. I began to squeeze the trigger. And that's when I heard your voice. You said, where are you, Daddy? It's time to play our game. I've got squatter all set up. We might get general rain. It really was that close and you're the one that stopped me, son. And you're the one that taught me there's no answer in the gun. Just remember people love you. Good mates won't let you down. And look, you might have to swallow pride and take that job in town. Just till things come good, son, you've always got a choice. And when you get this letter, ring me, because I'd love to hear your voice. Well, he cried and laughed and shook his head and put the truck in gear. Shut his eyes and hugged his dad in a vision that was clear. He dropped the cattle at the yards, he put the truck away. Filled the troughs the best he could and fed his last ten bales of hay. Then he strode towards the homestead, shoulders back, head held high. He still knew the road was tough, but there was purpose in his eye. He called his wife and children, who'd lived through all his pain. Hug said more than words, he'd come back to them again. Then they spoke of silver linings, how good times always follow bad. He walked towards the phone, picked it up and rang his dad. And as the kids set up the squatter, he hugged his wife again. Then they heard the roll of thunder, and they smelt the smell of rain. Beautiful. Isn't it ever? That's so beautiful. It is. Oh, I just need a moment, don't you? You do, you do. It That's really, really, um, it really gets to you. They're very well done by Murray. Absolutely. Uh, it does take you back a bit. Yeah. Anyway, Alrighty. So, so, positive thoughts, positive thoughts, positive yes, thoughts. Yes, yes. Where are we going with Black Dog from oh, now on? Oh, things that are happening. Things are happening. Things are yeah. always happening with Black Dog, right? As I said, the camaraderie is absolutely amazing. And we've got now, we've got these big blow up, about three metre tall. Have you seen it mm. on the photos? Great big black blow up. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Winston. Talk about my, my, yeah, this is Winston, my Winston. Winston. Yeah. yeah. Coming up, we've got. Obviously, our one dayers. Uh, that's in uh, 9th of March, 2023. 19th. 19th, my apologies. Yep. Uh, March, 2023. <laughs> uh, in 42 locations all around Australia. And there's uh, four, maybe five in WA. Uh, that's when we have our one-day ride. And uh, we all meet early in the morning, have breakfast, have a ride, have lunch somewhere, have a chat, generally out in the country yeah. to, to help these little country towns. Um, and then um, we'll be doing a state ride next year. We haven't uh, got the final uh, places for that as yet. But in 2024, the national ride will be to Fremantle. Hopefully all of Australia oh will arrive gosh, in Fremantle. Wow. Absolutely. And to uh, finish that off, we're going to do the last part of that Fremantle ride is a day run to Bustleton. Oh, to, to the founding place oh, of Black Dog Ride. So, so it's so really good. eerie and it's uh, starting to be a place right now. We've got a couple of years to organise it, but um, we're really looking forward to that. that absolutely. Would be absolutely amazing. Can you yeah. imagine everyone just congreg congregating <laughs> on Fremantle? That would be so absolutely. good. Absolutely. Now, quickly, I, just, I do want to talk about um, Peter. Uh, uh, Peter Milton, he's a, mm -hmm. a farmer down uh, Dun uh, Dardanup Way, 
and uh, Peter's been involved with Black Dog Ride since I can remember. He's a farmer and he got it pretty bloody tough, as mm. you may well know. Mm. Uh, and recently he had a, a really bad bout of cancer, got his way through that. But over the last uh, 10 or 11 years, maybe 12, he's been raising a special steer and taking it to the Royal Show, putting it on show. We have a Black Dog Ride stand there as well. And at the end of the show, um, that um, cow is auctioned off and uh, all of the money, all of the money goes to Black Dog Ride. Oh, my gosh. And it ranges from eight to 15000 Wow. This year, and I believe last year, um, was bought by um, a company called Harvey Beef. Mm-hmm. Harvey Beef is owned by uh, Twiggy Forest. Okay. And Twiggy's wife made sure that Harvey Beef... Got those it. two cows. Yeah, Absolutely. And he has raised lots and lots of money. That's Absolutely. so good. That's really good. But here's good. our little mate. If he's you on know, the camera. You know what? Like, I've got, I've got another one here. Because I had, oh, um, yeah. had Storm in here the other yeah, week. Yeah. And but I was really... T- I've actually got black dog on a tattoo on my ankle. Uh-huh. But mine's actually quite aggressive with red eye. I oh, think yeah. that's what black dog is. Not cute and cuddly. Right. Black dog, to me, is an aggressive... Gnarling, oh. horrible-looking thing because right. it is it's horrible. Yeah. So um, this is too cute. Oh no. That's how I see black dog. No, this is looking to the future. Okay. This Fair is looking to the future. And do you know once when I first got my black dog, and I put him on the back of my bike, right? Mm. And uh, like there he goes. He's looking out there watching. Mm. Somebody came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Don't do that." You cannot have him facing backwards. He must be always looking forward. Looking forward. Ah, uh, yes, fair enough. Too. Yeah. Can you explain why it's called Winston? Oh yes, Winston. Well, if everyone knows, the wartime um, um, Prime Minister of England was a, a gentleman by the name of Winston Churchill, actually, mm. and um, he had depression very, very badly, and he called it this bloody black dog that followed him everywhere. That's it. So the moment Steve started this organisation, Winston is absolutely the focal point. And the cow that uh, Peter Milton auctions every year is named Clementine. Clementine 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 11, 12. And I didn't even know, but a year or so ago, I asked him, why why Clementine? And he said, don't you know? I said, no, no. Clementine was um, um, Prime Minister... Winston. Winston's wife. I knew, I knew that. Yeah, you asked you? me that earlier and well, I knew that already. That's amazing. I didn't know. I mean, yeah, Clementine. Yeah. And apparently there are dogs out there with Clementine on them. I've seen. Mm. With tags on with Clementine's name on them. So there is a female brand of the black dog Haven't somewhere. But I think she's brown. Yeah, we have a miniature one now. Okay. A little tiny one. So it's it's a little bit cheaper and it's a little bit easier mm. to, um, to get I've got around. his high-vis on cause, yeah, so he can see. Yeah, and so people, when he's on the oh, bike, people yeah, can on see. The yeah, So thank you so much for coming oh. in, Steve. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. I've, been, I've been dying to tell yeah. my story. And yeah. yeah. And it's just... That is a great story, that, isn't it? It's, it's spine-tingling. Like, you know, it's just amazing. But it happens. And it's like I walked in the room and saw that Jack Michael after 40 years... Yeah. He's, we're all linked together. It's strange. You really know, strange. we're linked together. Really yeah, strange. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get out on a bike ride, please look up Black Dog. It, what's the um, The website, website? www.blackdogride. Yeah. And uh, just go there. All the links are real clear, which state you belong to, what ride you want to do. Because there's a few rides around, yes, around WA yeah, at yeah, least, yeah. so you don't have to go all the way to Swan Valley. No, there's, that's there's right. There's plenty south, right. there's plenty yeah. whatever. So and uh, last year or the year before, we did something very, very special in Busselton. Because they have one that goes out of Denmark, mm-hmm. we decided to meet up together. Oh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. idea. So we ended up yeah. with about six or seven hundred at the one that's place really in Denmark. I think idea. it was. Oh, that's a so good idea. absolutely amazing. So ride safe. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll, ride I'll see safe. you on a ride. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, everyone out there, ride safe and 
um, yeah. And get please, out please keep doing the great work that you guys do. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we need to get the awareness out there. So Absolutely. if anyone wants to come in and tell me their story, please contact me through IPL yep. Radio. Yep. Um, I'd love to have people in and share their stories because yeah. that's how we're going to get the awareness out. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I know it's hard to give you stories, but be courageous and, and come in and, and, and tell us your stories because we need people to know. So that maybe, Mish, you and I should meet up in Fremantle on the Oh, 100%. 100%. Be there. We'll be I will I'll be, be there. there. We'll look each other up. I will definitely be there. So you, you've got my contact. We'll yes. keep in contact. Um, and yeah, definitely. So Black Dog is very close to my heart. I've mm. been on a number of the rides, right. and as it, because of this story as well, it's even closer to me. Yeah. So take care. Thank you so much. I'm going to play a little bit of eighties music. Fine. Because um, that's what I do. Yeah. So we're going to play some current uh, current stands. The kids in the kitchen again. Thank you, Steve. Pleasure. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're listening to Mish on Good Vibrations this afternoon on a Friday. We've had some fantastic interviews in today. Um, I'm hoping that you've all had a chance to listen to them because I want to get out mental health awareness. I have Paul here with me and we're just going to have a chit-chat. Oh, really? Yeah, hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mish. Um, I get a bit lonely in here once everyone leaves me for interviews, so I thought we'd just have a chit-chat. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. What do you want to chit-chat about? Um, (laughs) Where have you been? Like, what have you been doing in the last... Ah, yes, you've been doing stuff for IP in the last couple of days. Apparently, I have. Can Uh, you explain what you've been doing? Well, we went to Cannington, uh, me and Alan. We took a ride, a long ride. He knows all about it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, around and around. And, uh, yeah, we turned up a little bit. Late, but oh. okay. Um, yeah, the event didn't actually start, but um, everything was set up when we got there. That was really smart. Oh, that's good. Uh, very clever on uh, me and Alan's part. And um, yeah, there was an expo there, which is to do, I think it was run by Wise Employment, okay. I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me. Um, and uh, we were transmitting from there. We were, we were uh, live from. Oh, you're there. doing live from there. Okay. We we did do that. Excellent. And uh, Tris was there. He's our he's our boss. He's the boss. He's the boss man. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. So what were you do? You just sort of um, uh, showcasing IPL. What was it? What was the actual? Uh, we were running interviews as well. Okay. So Ali. As you know, mm. Alistair, yep. uh, he's he's fantastic. He's fantastic at interacting with people, and yeah. he's a very good interviewer. Yep. So he was busy doing that. Uh, yeah, we're doing a uh, number of different things: interviews, mm. um, uh, footprints, uh, wise employment. So it, uh, Ali was going out with his microphone. Yeah. Uh, Ali and and Alan and uh, Apple was there as well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A uh, whole bunch of us and we were taking turns of uh, like uh, playing music and okay, interviews good. and stuff like that. But uh, interviews is not really my bag. It's not really my thing. It's not my forte. Okay. I'm more the go out there and uh, talk to the people, grab those people. You prefer to be face-to-face uh, yeah, than I, over I, a microphone. I, yeah, I, I would definitely say that is my preferred mm-hmm. uh, option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that uh, one-on-one interaction. Okay. I, I definitely do. Yeah. You like to see people's responses facially. <laughs> well, I play poker, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I read people's... That's uh, for sure. I, I read people. That's that's my... There uh, you go. There that, you go. That helps. It helps. There you go. Yes, yeah, so I'm dead opposite. I'd rather be mm. behind a microphone. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, you're the hideaway type. I'm the hideaway, type. yeah. Okay. I'm the flight. Okay. Yeah, not the fight. 
So that was good. So that was the IPL. So that was at the um, Cannington, did you say? Yes, it was in Cannington on Albany Highway, and I can't remember the name of it. There was something else on last night. Were you involved in the Bunnings community Mm. last night? No, No. I was a bit like Tris. I was knackered. You had a big day. I was up at five, and then down here and organising this and yep. getting every... Uh, Apple had already started loading all the gear in into okay. his vehicle so he was ready, raring to go yep. so, but he had to leave a little bit early so uh, uh, obviously they needed uh, a vehicle to yep. bring all the equipment back so I put my hand, hand up, up for that Good for you. Yeah, because I believe that yesterday at Rockingham Bunnings they had like a community stalls and I think we were... I don't know if we were broadcasting, but we were certainly advertising or promoting ourselves there that's IPL radio, of course. I, I did see the mm. messages on uh, IPL Facebook. Uh, I did see some messages. Yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah, I think Tris was – he was in the car. He had a little nana nap and oh. even Alan. Alan was first. Oh. He was like uh, – I had to check their pulse. <laughs> I had to check – I was like watching their breathing and, you know, like one in the mirror, one in the back and one in the front. <laughs> So as long Alan, as you're breathing. Alan, Alan was the lights went out first because oh. the the traffic and the breeze and oh, the, the temperature of day. the day. And, yeah. But we did get free food oh. and drinks. Oh, that's was, all right. I, I, I like that. Bonus. And they were even serving us and saying, how Crikey. would you like that burger? And you serious? No. Jeez, no I missed out. I, I should have put my name down for yeah, that Yeah, that's right. You missed out on the, all the yum yums. We've also got um, this weekend at Bunnings, we've got our sausage chisel on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Are you getting involved in that? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I think you put your name down. Oh, man, my, my brain's so overloaded. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there in the morning, so I'm doing the morning shift from 6.30 to 12, and then the second mm. shift comes in at 12 and well, finish at remember, 1, probably. Remember what happened the first time oh, we no, worked Paul together? Oh, no, Paul and I actually worked on <laughs> the sausage like, sizzle I, together. I, I, was on the, I was on the grill. And I don't think you can move your arm the next day, could you? Uh, yeah, it moved, but uh, needed some <laughs> cream on it and uh, some hot water. Because you, you're literally standing at this grill flipping sausages and, and onions. It was How six, many hours? six hours. Oh, man. I was on autopilot. Oh, I wasn't no. even there. <laughs> It was, it was it like my body was there, but my brain, my brain's <laughs> like, the, the where's the happy place? The where's day the happy after, place? I was absolutely shattered. Yeah, we did communicate and we did talk about it. And like, uh, I think I was using my uh, left hand to text. <laughs> That's a, yeah, but, it was. It, it is hard work. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, minimum breaks. Uh, none. I don't yeah. think I had any. I have to make sure I get some next time. Well, you were there encouraging me, and I was there cooking. And like, come then, on, then, Paul, then, put some more sausages yeah, on. Yeah, hurry up. More onions, more onions, <laughs> more sausages. Yeah, is it, uh, <laughs> and you were throwing things on the I grill. I literally was. You were like, launching <laughs> hurry it. Hurry up, they're running out of sausages. You were launching it, going, come on. <laughs> we need to. Ch- you were chucking sausage. I was cooking. You were chucking onions. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we need to get it on. Yeah, because we were running out. <laughs> People were getting upset. Yeah, it gets like, that way, though. Like, it, it gets I, really I heard, busy. I heard one order was like 10, 10 it dogs. It was. was 10 dogs, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they don't cook fast. <laughs> and you were having to split them in half because they went oh, quick man, enough. I was trying to make sure that no one got sick. <laughs> I, was, I was very health and safety conscious. Was very so health and safety. My training is, was kicking. In and I'm going, I better not kill these people. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's, that's a Rockingham Bunnings this Sunday. It, it was funny, we were joking uh, together. We, we were, were trying to, we were cracking we were, jokes 
to try yeah, we to try and uh, hide the pain. No, <laughs> yeah, my back was killing me. Yeah, I heard that you know, many we're in times. Our 50s going, now, I'm like you know. a paraplegic. Oh my gosh, it was hard work. So you know, every time you go down for a sausage sizzle at Bunnings, appreciate the fact that they're putting in a lot of work to yeah, get your sausage yeah, cooked. Yeah, and, and 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 we're a result of that. We're a result <laughs> of that. Yeah. You know what? If you're in your twenties or thirties, it might be better. But when you're in your fifties, um, you think, oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah, I know. We we discovered how old I was. Yeah, and we discovered yeah, how old was, you were. It was. <laughs> okay. It wasn't oh, really. Easy. Oh, oh, you're older than me. Okay, no problem. No, you're so, older than me. I'm yes, I know. It out. I, know. I thought That's I was older than you. You thought you did. I know. Yeah, but I know. we you're felt like, it that uh, day. We did. We felt about 106 we did. We did. or something. So, <laughs> so, yeah, please come down to Bunnings and Rockingham on Sunday. That's right. It's like no pain, no gain. That's it. So the gain is the the money that pays our that's rent. So absolutely. please come in um, and help us and out. And we do it out of love. We don't do it out of anything else. No, because you've got to remember everybody, we're all volunteers here. Mm. So every moment we put in is from our hearts. Well, we are. We're very committed to this mm. radio station mm. and uh, we put our body on the line and we, <laughs> definitely, we definitely did on that day. We certainly did. So, so, so yes, you did put your name down for this Sunday, but I think you, got, I, I think you put you down for afternoon shift, I think. I hope so. <laughs> not with me. <laughs> no, th- that's not the issue. Oh, it, was, it was the, the I was having flashbacks to uh, the Vietnam uh, s- sausage sizzle event um like uh, it was traumatic it, it was, was a traumatic. little bit traumatic i never wanted to see another sausage uh, again no that's but why it was I, traumatic uh, at the com- uh, the expo yesterday i actually ordered hamburger yeah, <laughs> <you> don't <want laughs> they to had look. sausages and i'm thinking no 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 i don't want to look at them <laughs> <laughs> anyway so let's have a quick break and i'm going to play a little bit of madness because we're all mad oh, um but yeah. a little bit you, of madness you, you and me we're batty <laughs> <laughs> More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hello, and you're back with Mish and... Paul. Paul. Hi, Paul. Um, Yeah, so a little bit of 80s music. I love my 80s music, so hopefully Mm. you're having a good afternoon. Do you like 80s, Paul? Um, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah, same, same. Mm. Um, I'm a POM 80s, though. Are you? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, say no more. Uh, yes, I love my eighties music. So uh, it's mm. the best thing being a radio presenter because you get to play your own own music, uh, the stuff you like, stuff you like. It's like your own disco, and no one can complain. Mm. And if you yeah, can't, no compl- interference, no whatsoever. interference whatsoever. I can play it as loud as I want in the studio. I have my headphones on. I can dance yeah. away. Uh, so you're in your own little world. Exactly, you? exactly. Cool. So cool. hopefully everybody else out there is also enjoying the music and in their own worlds, tapping their mm. feet. And Apparently I'm inside your head right now because I'm talking to you. Oh, God. That's a nasty thought. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? <laughs> like, I just thought that up. That's I'm a like, bad mm, thought, that I'm one. I'm in your head. <laughs> switch oh. it off, switch it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah shut so, up, uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, so, so, the, so the voices are telling you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully everyone's enjoying the afternoon. It's Friday. Hopefully you've got some wonderful new uh, things to happen on the weekend because uh, it is getting Christmas. So there's lots of Christmas parties going on. Yes. We had a, my husband had his last weekend at South mm. Perth, which was nice. It's a nice area. I'm not a lover of Christmas parties, to be honest with you, because I don't enjoy being around groups uh, of people I don't it, know. Is it a little bit like um, social anxiety? You get social anxiety. Uh, so I was trying to trying to make a connection. I was trying to come up with a uh, what was that thing? You know where you have a reunion in your school mm. reunion, and you go back there. You've seen movies about school reunions. Mm, worst case scenario. You know, you've got 
uh, people that act like. Di- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Got around that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and or they uh, make out that they're uh, um, they're better than everybody else. Uh, yeah. Something like that. my position. Have is you been to a school reunion? Never. No, I couldn't think of anything worse. I just watch the movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't think of anything worse than going to a school reunion. Social anxiety would, n- would stop me from going for sure. Have you got any other Christmas parties coming up, Paul? Uh, negative. I got nothing. We got an IPL one coming up. Okay, maybe I'll go to that. I, oh, I'm, maybe. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Mm. I don't know. I have to check my. Uh, I don't have a schedule. That's no. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, that's I'm the problem. I'm not organised. I'm not like you. <laughs> that's that's, that's one thing that I that's am. Why I have He's got a scrapbook here, so that's good. I I am an organised person. I must say. Yeah. That's one. That's probably the best thing about me. Mm. My organisational mm. skills. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. So we were just talking between ourselves about the we've got an Australia Day event coming up. It's a multicultural. Australia Day event that IPL are uh, um, organising. Yes. And, of course, it's Australia Day, which is the 26th of January 2023. Correct. It's a twilight markets between 4 and 9 o'clock at the Frank... Now, I apologise if I say this wrong because I, I'm not a local. Is it Konek- Frank Konecki? Cone <laughs> Anyway, so it's I in Palm Island. just That's how it's spelled. Konecki. Connectney. Anyway, ha- I, don't know I apologise if it. I say it wrong, yeah. but it's yeah. at the yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. We, we it's in Palmelia. Rock- <laughs> we live in Rockingham. So we <laughs> it's like in Palmelia. It's between four and nine o'clock. So if you've got any stalls that you'd like to come along mm-hmm. and participate in our event, any stalls or children's entertainment, etc., please email us on info at iplradio.org.au. That's info at iplradio.org.au. If you've got any um, stalls that you'd like to attend or any um, children activities, etc., anything that's uh, suitable for a multicultural event. So we actually want some multicultural dancing or things like that would be great. But uh, and we've also – oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say. We've also got a showcase next week. Oh, okay. IPL's got a showcase um, on the uh, – uh, is it Darius Wells no, Library? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I know anything about that. Okay, so it's actually no. next week. So I actually won't be broadcasting from here. I think we're broadcasting from the showcase next mm-hmm. week um, for IPL um, down near the Dome in Rockingham. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah, I think it's called Darius Wells. Darius Wells. It is Darius uh, Wells I think it was community. named after a ship or a man. Okay, Darius. Yeah, well, could be, could be either way. Anyway, either, either either it was a man, and then it was a ship, and then it's a <laughs> community centre. There you go. So yes, yeah, so there's a community centre there, and it's just um, near the dome in Quinana. Well, it's, it's connected it's with Quinana, the library. Which and there's is a library to the dome. So. Yeah, Quinana, yeah, the library and the dome in Quinana, and um, I believe the IPL's got a showcase there. We just want to showcase what we do because mm-hmm. we're always looking for funding because we're all volunteers yeah. here and we need they, funding. They do various uh, projects. So I do go there from time to time. Well, I lived there for three years mm. uh, on McDermott Road, so I won't tell you the number. No. Uh, I'm not there anymore. No. They don't come and visit. No, we don't need that. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so please, if you're in the Quinana vicinity on mm-hmm. next week, which is the 16th of December, oh, right, um, yeah. I believe it's from, let's say, 1 o'clock. I'm not 100% sure. 
please come down and support support us. Um, that would be, and come and see what we do. You can come and have a look at the equipment that we use, and come and, and meet some of the broadcasters, etc., or uh, some of the presenters. Yeah, get a bit more of an understanding of actually what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. I think that is the thing. We're very much uh, into uh, uh, community. We're very much into mental health and mm-hmm. any health issues that the community actually has. Yeah, uh, we're very very focused on that and. Uh, and especially yourself, uh, I think you've um, uh, taken the bull by the horn and you've actually run with it and uh, you're very much, you, you try to get a, as many organisations yeah. in as you can. I actually take a lot of my week time just to try and get people in for interviews. If you know anyone out there that wants to come in for an interview in relation to mental health, mm-hmm. um, you might have a story that you'd like to, to let people know because it's all about mental health awareness yes. for, for my show. And I want people to to tell as many stories as possible, so that people are aware that they're not alone, and there is help out there to uh, to assist. The last, the last thing people want who who have health issues, the one thing they don't do is actually reach out and exactly uh, and try and get some help because they they're dealing with a very very uh, traumatic thing. They don't they don't really want to share that with anyone. They don't really no. want to bother anyone else with that. But that's the time when you actually do need help. Yeah. Correct. And, and and I'm hoping that with these stories, people will understand that, yes, there is help out there. Not every story is going to be, you know, something that you can relate to. Yes. And not everyone's therapy will not be, you know, that you can relate to. But you might get some ideas out there to start your journey um, in, in healing. So that's, that's what I particularly want to do. Point. You need the starting yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, definitely. So, I understand you've also got a... Paul and I are quite uh, new to IPL. Yes, you're I think a we little came bit ahead of, ahead I think of only a couple of weeks at least. Um, I heard five, but... Anyway, no, I, I don't, don't think know. so. I'm not a very good statistic. I thought you were here before me. No. You, no <laughs> there you on, go. You're telling fibs. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, actually, I'm not. No, you were here before me and then I came in and, and I'm like, no, oh, this is Mish and this is Rob. We met at a... What did we meet? It was a barbecue here. Sausage dissolved. Oh, because we did um, Royal Show. It was a thank you for Royal Show. Did you, did you go to the Royal Show? I did. Did you really? I did. I can't remember seeing you. No, I didn't see you. I was there uh, I, I must have one played. afternoon. Yeah, I I was there. Friday afternoon I was there. I think I was there one or something like that because I met Peter. Mm. Fantastic guy, mm. uh, Peter. I met, um, I've forgotten his name. Uh, he's on at night time. Kit? Yes. Kit, yeah. Yeah, I've spoken to him a few times. Yeah. I very much enjoy his humour. Okay. I haven't had a real good conversation with him. Because uh, presenters tend to walk in and walk out here. You don't really bump into each other very often. That's why when I saw you today, Paul, I thought, are you coming in for chit-chat? <laughs> well, you wrote me in. I know. You I'll give you, you 50 bucks later. And you hit me over the head. And no. Men, uh, yeah. No, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, no, uh, so we were, we're both fine. You were kind enough here. and you smiled and everything. Oh, you had your jacket and your motorbike. And I got you my motorbike, yeah. You go, hey, uh, I've got <laughs> some <help>. free time. <laughs> That is so cool. Yeah, anyway, so we're both quite new. Yes. Um, now, Paul, you've started a show of your because you were filling in a lot for people that were unable mm. to get in. Were you I'm not? not sure what I was doing, but um, <laughs> turn up. Yeah, I turn up. You turn play up. Play music. 
not even my music. I was playing other people's music. You know? Yeah, I, that's that's I hard. I was playing burnt coffee and that's uh, hard. And uh, yeah. I think even Brenton's some of his stuff. Yeah, and I was when like I first started, that was trying to fi- fi- flick well, through everybody I had else's no music. Playlist. No, I didn't when I first started either. So mm-hmm. I was playing. It all came up fifties and sixties. I think what the hell? I don't even know what all this is. So I've right. now I've got my own playlist, of course. Well, I used to. I used to watch uh, old uh, programs with, like, on Elvis, you know, how many times did you ever oh, watch I love Elvis, Elvis movies, Elvis yeah, movies? definitely. Like, you hear the songs and, you know, I have parents and, and they grew up in the in the 50s and the 60s mm. and the 70s and that, and they listened to Beatles and a whole bunch of yeah. other artists, the Rolling Stones and... Beach Boys and... and oh, I love... Know, Dad, my dad loves the Rolling Stones. Yeah, um... Simon and Garfunkel, my dad used to listen on the oh, yeah, uh, on those favorite. black CDs, apparently. <laughs> they're called vinyls, I heard. Yeah, they're coming back in. They are. They are. Yeah. They're really, they're, they're yeah, they're coming back those, in. Those they're so expensive. I know, they like cut it out, they went to CDs and then... Now they're coming back again. They're coming back and they're actually more expensive for the vinyl There's, than they were they're when a minimum, they first come out. They're probably around about $50 minimum for one vinyl. I know, he... Whose marketing idea was that? I'm not too sure. I don't but know, if, but they're if, all back. Yeah. Well and some of them, like I've, I've been looking for a particular one for my husband and I don't think it's been remade, but I was able to find it um, on eBay, but it was like $160. Like, nah, you don't need that. <laughs> it's like the Tiranas. Like you try and get a second-hand one, it's like... 20-odd thousand. It's, it, and keep going. That's ridiculous. Oh, I know, because... Um, you know, people like ourselves who grew up in the 70s, 80s and 90s, um, you know, if we've been working jobs, we're working hard, we're cashed up and we want to reclaim, this is my our thinking, youth. our youth. And uh, our, yeah. You know, like the good times we had on motorbikes. Yeah. You obviously yeah. love motorbikes yeah. like myself. I love cars. What was your first car? Um, it was a Vauxhall Vivo. It was a really, yeah. really interesting car. It was wow. an English car and... Um, yeah, Oh, mine was a Ford Capri, two door Ford Capri. Yeah, my budget was a little bit less. Oh, my mum and dad got it for me for my eighteenth birthday. <laughs> I paid for mine myself. Yeah. I actually worked uh, in a business. Uh, Ali was asking me on uh, on radio yesterday about my first job, and um, my first official job was working with my parents. They had a business uh, in Jarrodale. Mm. That's something I, I spoke with Tris about. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, transmitting out there because the Jaredell Hotel and stuff. Mm. Like, we owned the Gurlong oh, yeah. Deli, which had a house out the back, and we were, had a contract with Alcoa to supply lunches and dinners. Wow. So I needed a driver's license because I was like 16 and a half. I ne- I, yeah. I, I needed a driver's license so then I could go out to the mine oh, site. Okay. And pick up the orders and then bring mm, them back. Interesting. I love the Jaredell Cafe. Is it the Jaredell? A lot of bikes run there. Um, well, we've had we had a lot of we had a lot of. There's been a, uh, in the past when we were actually running the business. There was a lot of events, and they would have fates and things like yeah. that. And we would have motorbike clubs, and they would ring up and say, "Hey, this weekend we're actually coming, and we're going to get fuel. We had yeah. a Bowser out yeah. there. Yeah, okay. So uh, for like an hour and a half, we're like filling up their bikes. God, and they, yeah. And, and they polish their chrome, yeah. and they tell you all about it. And like, man. I've got to get back in the shop because <laughs> <laughs> we've got a business to run. That's it, that's they it. They were just so proud of their bikes. Of course. The amount of input, the amount of hours, hours. they spend polishing You know what, I, ne- I don't clean mine, I ride mine. 
Ah. Don't I don't bother with the cleaning part. I'll give it okay. a big wipe See? over and that'll be oh, it. Okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not those baby wipes, you just No No, no I just spit a water in it and a dry cloth. No, I'm not really very good at cleaning. I think the cloths are a bit better. They're a little bit more high tech. These days, yeah, those micros, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. So, um, so we talked about the first car. What were we, what were we going? Where were we going with this I conversation? Don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll go whichever direction you want to go. <laughs> that's right. I was talking about your um, radio show. Now Paul's got a radio show. It's called It's Showtime, and it's uh, Tuesdays from three till six. And it's Community Matters. What sort of music do you play? Mm. Bit of uh, everything? Rock, pop, and uh, of, of all ages. Have yeah. you got your own music <coughs> now? Um, I've done a couple of playlists. Yeah. And on, you just do get on Spotify. Um, I'm not a premium member. <coughs> uh, I'm just a stock standard uh, yep. download the app kind of. Yeah. And I just look up stuff and then I... If you, you know, like it, just yeah. Uh, if I think it is cool and people will like it, um, so you so very very varied your music. Yeah, not and, uh, yeah. It's not really specific. Sorry, it's your not really see. specific for uh, my mic was dropped. Touch sorry. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It's not really. Well, mine's specifically eighties. Yes, yours is a bit of a. I'm across the board. Okay, you know I yeah. can delve deep into the okay. ABBA stuff. Or okay. Oh, or whatever. It just depends on how I feel. But there is yeah. some good uh, tunes in in ABBA. I know when we went to uh, Claremont Showgrounds, the type of music that yes, was there. Yeah. Uh, it was my first introduction with Cheryl, and we did a couple of interviews together. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had uh, picking music, and yeah. I was feeding her uh, uh, basically songs that I yeah. liked, okay. and I thought the. The people out there that were going around the yep. showgrounds, I thought, well, maybe they might like them too. Because, I mean, they'd like bright and cheery music. Um, uh, there is certain songs that, that, how can I say, not really touch me, but they, they, they bring about a little bit of emotion. Definitely. Uh, not where I'm crying and I'm on the ground. And it can be happy emotion. It, and that's where the 80s music comes uh, in for me. Uplifting. It, yeah. it can be uplifting yeah. music. You know, yeah. say you're having a bad day, you stub your toe, or, yep. you know, your boss is a bit of a... Yep, you know what? And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, you're feeling down and you come home and you play a bit of music. Definitely. And, and you start to feel a little Definitely. bit better. You know, I've got a saying and it's, it's something like, um, I, have a th I, I have a therapist and her name is Music. There you go. Okay. Uh, on I, that I didn't realise uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s and, and, and beyond, I didn't realise music was actually – I knew it was good and I liked mm. I liked listening mm. to ZZ Top in my uh, little yeah. Ford Escort <laughs> as I'm uh, going to the liquor store, which oh, I cool. used to work in Bunbury. Yeah. And it was cool and the whole car's vibrating <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm getting pumped, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm pumping myself up. I'm like sleepy. And <laughs> then I go from sleepy to all pumped up and ready to go to work. That's it. So in a, in, in, on, on that note, shall we listen to some Susie Top? I think is fantastic. I think uh, we should listen to a little bit some, of Susie Top. They've got some good stuff. Yeah, let's listen to something. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish on Good Vibrations this afternoon and Paul's been with me having a chit-chat. 
Ooh. Thanks for coming in and having a chit chat with me. Okay, it's okay. It it's passes right. the time a little it bit. It does. You 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 look like you were beat down. I know. Everyone leaves me for the interviews, and then I go, okay, what do I do now? Twiddling my thumbs, and you know, sometimes it's nice to have a chit chat. So yeah. I forced him in the door. <laughs> no, you didn't force me. You asked me nicely. <laughs> I did. I did with a with a piece of rope. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have any last um, words before you disappear? Yeah, where I went, I think it was the girl guides and safety. Boat just opposite the uh, Safety Bay Library, and I went down and had a talk with the girls there. They got a yellow van. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Orange Sky. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. And yellow uh, van, and it's called Orange Sky. No, orange van with. You said yellow van. Did I? Yeah. Oh man. So it's an orange, orange van, maybe orange need, sky, maybe need a coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had some sugar, but anyway. Tell us about I the orange th- van. The orange van. They just got fitted out with. Um, uh, new solar panels, so mm-hmm. basically they need to connect up to electricity. And what's inside the van is more important mm-hmm. is washing machines. That's amazing. Uh, so the girl guides are running this? Uh, no, that's the venue. Oh, and right. outside is the van. Oh, okay, gotcha, and gotcha. so they go there, they have a meal and they can look through some clothes and stuff like that. So while they're there, they can actually get their washing that's done. That's brilliant. Their sheets. Is there everything. showers in that one? There is a, there is a shower, mm. but also in the uh, community oh, centre there, there is uh, a, where they can actually use the toilet and have a shower as well. So I would love for them to come in one day and have a chat with me. Let me just, I'm just going to Google it. So Orange Sky, you reckon? Um, they were actually at the well, the van or or the individual. They had a yeah, it is they had a thing. Sky. Yeah, they had a thing at the expo yesterday. So okay. they were one of the ones besides footprints and a whole heap of others. So it actually says help to positively connect your community in Perth through free laundry, showers, and conversation. It's called Orange Sky Australia. Apparently, it was started out by a couple of uni students. I actually think I've read about them. Yeah, Yeah. I reckon it's a fantastic idea. I think they were just think trying to come up with some creative ideas. Uni students or students, we we couldn't work that one out. Mm. The conversation with the girls, very lovely girls, very helpful, very very knowledgeable. And, uh, yeah, I, I did ask how it started, how it came about, mm. and apparently these students uh, had a little bit of a brainstorm and they figured, well, there's people who actually uh, providing food, there's places where they can yeah, get food. Yeah, Like, what about their laundry? Yeah. I think that's where the creative bubbles were, were happening. It's a fantastic idea. And uh, ended up, uh, obviously... Uh, it's now over here, and uh, they run all around the Perth area. It's brilliant. They go to different locations, um, and the, apparently the van was um, bought and paid for by Woodside. Oh, right. Um, I think there's some other businesses that have donated money, and uh, just recently, because I was asking about... Um, uh, how they get serviced and who, oh, yeah. what happens in that situation. But they obviously they have to have tyres, they have to have services course, and stuff yeah. like that. So what they do is they organise it in a certain way where, say, uh, they get it done in the afternoon. So they go out in the morning and they'll do where the location where they are That's for the brilliant. day. And then they bring it in and they get the tyres and That's things serviced. That's such service. a great idea. So I really love to – I'm actually might contact them and see. Have you got uh, contact with them? Uh, no. Okay. I just I just went down and actually had a, had a talk to them. But um, 
I'm not sure whether Ali actually had an interview because he was going oh, around with right. a microphone yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah, good. So I don't well, yeah, know. That might be good for your um, show, Being Community. Well, that's what I, I, I wasn't specifically thinking about me, but... Um, no, I think as for you, the community, for sure. Um, that, uh, that's, that's kind of you to yes, say. Yes, no, um, definitely, because your community matters. I, I'm not so much about myself. I, I just like to share with others. I like to give things to others. I and, know, and but other people I, so I, think, I think that would be perfect for your show being Community Matters. It's perfect. Okay. No question. Okay, I'll... I'll but you said yourself you don't really like interviewing. No, it's not, not comfortable. So, it's, not, it's not so much that um, I can... If if need be, I'm I'm more comfortable, like when well, we're face talking face or you know before. when we had yeah. uh, we had a trio with you, me, and Rob, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah. a trio conversation, <laughs> and uh, we seem to we seem to I don't know I you just you just um, bounce off each other and it's so much that's why I wanted you I to come in today. I think we're comfortable with each other. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Rob, Rob was the younger guy, and we're we're kind of like the, the old, the old, <laughs> the, old the oldies, the oldies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as some young guy pointed out to me oh. uh, many weeks ago, he goes, "You're an old." You're joking. Yeah, oh. I'm going. Oh man, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little boy. Oh. Anyway, well, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, you're very, very and welcome. Anytime uh, you're in the in the studio when I'm here, pop in and say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to you now because I'm going to do a little bit more music and then it'll be time for me to this go too. This is your show. This is your show. I haven't got long and I've got to go too. So let's play a little bit more music and I'm going to play Shake It Up by The Cars. Fantastic. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hello, you've been listening to Mish with Good Vibrations this afternoon, this Friday afternoon between 12 and 3. So I'm just about to finish up, but before I do, Ricky's here. Hi, Ricky. Hello, Mish. Uh, Ricky's going to be taking over from me uh, in just a moment. He's got Dancing Through the Decades with normally with Cheryl, but she's not in today. So today will be more about movies, really. Movies with you, Ricky. Yes. Good, excellent. And what's the current movie that everyone's watching? Uh, well, upcoming today, should be coming out today, though I haven't checked it yet, is mm. um, Gal Toro, um, Gal Toro's version of Pinocchio. Oh, okay. And I mean, that's a much darker take on the Pinocchio okay. um, story. So it's, no, it's not cartoon, it's actually... It's stop motion. Okay, excellent. So, like, you know, if you've seen a lot of stop motion, like Tim Burton, it's a mm. bit... Often the animation can come off as a bit on the creepy side. Yeah. So that's what Gal Toro is going for. So okay. it's more a darker take on. So it's not for kids. Story. Well, it can it can watch it with kids, but it's more recommended that you have an adult with you. Okay. Very likely, some moments might be a bit frightening to kids. So will it be rated PG? Yes. Most oh, likely. rated PG. Okay, well that's all right. So um, so you're going to be talking about movies and what sort of music can you play today? Oh, I'll be playing um, all sorts, like a couple of Christmas songs. Oh, good. Yeah, because I mean, it's not far off, you know. It's, I think it's 16 days or something oh, for Christmas. Because today is the ninth. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah absolutely. It's ridiculous. 16, yeah, 16 days, 25th. That's right. Oh, yes. So not far ahead. So I'm going to say goodbye and thank you for listening to me. If you want to contact me, I'm on Facebook and it's Mish, that's M-I-S-H space I-P-L. And you can message me, or I have an email address which is mishipl no space at outlook.com. 
so you can contact me that that way um not for chatting just for sort of catching up with promos for the radio i'm not looking for love i've heard so many people out there looking for love that that message me and that's not what i'm doing so (laughs) it's all about promotion of the radio so thank you again for contact uh, for listening I hope it's been okay. We've had some great interviews in today. I hope you've got some wonderful things planned for the weekend and any Christmas parties, take care and no over-drinking and make sure you do the taxi thing or the Uber. No drink and driving. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to play my last bit of music and I actually love this bit of music. It's not 80s, it's current, but it's That Power by Will I Am and Justin uh, Bieber and I absolutely love this song. It's actually got a lot of empowerment into it. So I'm going to uh, say goodbye, pass you over to Ricky, and here's my last song. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hello, you've been listening to Mish with Good Vibrations this afternoon, this Friday afternoon, between 12 and 3. So I'm just about to finish up, but before I do, Ricky's here. Hi, Ricky. Hello, Mish. And uh, Ricky's going to be taking over from me uh, in just a moment. He's got Dancing Through the Decades, with normally with Cheryl, but she's not in today. So today will be more about movies, really. Movies with you, Ricky. Yes. Good. Excellent. And what's the current movie that everyone's watching? Uh, well, upcoming today, should be coming out today, though I haven't checked it yet, is mm. um, Gal Toro, um, Gal Toro's version of Pinocchio. Oh, okay. And I mean, that's a much darker take on the Pinocchio um, okay. story. So it's, no, it's not cartoon, it's actually... It's stop motion. Okay, excellent. So, like, you know, if you've seen a lot of stop motion, like Tim Burton, it's a mm. bit... Often the animation can come off as a bit on the creepy side. Yeah. So that's what Gal Toro is going for. So okay. it's more a darker take on... So it's not for kids. Story. Well, it can, it can watch it with kids, but it's more recommended that you have an adult with you. Okay. very likely some moments might be a bit frightening to kids. So will it be rated PG? Yes, most oh, likely. Oh, rated PG. Okay, well, that's all right. So, um, so you're going to be talking about movies, and what sort of music are you going to play today? Oh, I'll be playing um, all sorts, like a couple of Christmas songs. Oh, good. Yeah, because I mean, it's not far off, you know. It's, I think it's 16 days or something oh, for Christmas. Because today is 9th. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah absolutely. It's ridiculous. 16, yeah, 16 days, 25th. That's right. Oh, yes. So not far ahead. So I'm going to say goodbye, and thank you for listening to me. If you want to contact me, I'm on Facebook, and it's Mish, that's M-I-S-H space I-P-L, and you can message me, or I have an email address, which is Mish, I-P-L, no space, at outlook.com. So you can contact me that that way. Um, Not for chatting, just for sort of catching up with promos for the radio, I'm not looking for love. I've heard so many people out there looking for love that, that message me and that's not what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's all about promotion of the radio. So thank you again for content, uh, for listening. I hope it's been okay. We've had some great interviews in today. I hope you've got some wonderful things planned for the weekend and any Christmas parties, take care and no over-drinking and make sure you do the taxi thing or the Uber. No drink and driving. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to play my last bit of music, and I actually love this bit of music. It's not 80s, it's current, but it's That Power by Will I Am and Justin uh, Bieber, and I absolutely love this song. It's actually got a lot of empowerment into it. So I'm going to uh, say goodbye, pass you over to Ricky, and here's my last song, That Power.
Mufasa. Hmm? You know we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Lucky. 